2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking
4: about?
3: What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan. With Steve Sparky Pfeiffer
5: Alright, welcome in It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios The leader in online education For more than 25 years Lakeland.edu So This morning On The Fan in New York Boomer Esiason We all know who Boomer Esiason is, right? Uh, CBS, NFL Uh, Pre-game, all that stuff, plus former Bengals quarterback for a long time. Uh, Does a radio show on the fan in New York, Boomer and Geo, uh, as well. Um, You would think uh, that Boomer is and is pretty connected, right? Knows a lot of people, got a lot of people in his phone, made connections over the years to people in high places and other places. So I would think you would think, I think, uh, that Boomer is probably a pretty credible source. I mean, I, there'd be no reason to think that he's not a credible source. I mean, unless I'm missing something, has Boomer been wrong on other things before that I just am not remembering? Because um, I don't think, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where Boomer Assassin is necessarily missed horribly and everybody made fun of Boomer reporting something one way or the other. I say all this because what you're about to hear seems uh, crazy to me. But I I want you to hear it. This was on the air. This this isn't the mics were off and he was talking to Gio, his co No, this was on the air. And it went as far as as he says what he says. Gio is like, get out of here. And wants to see... His fault as far as who the source is, A, and, and to B, to see that actually says what he says it says from this source uh, that texted him what he's about to say. It concerns Aaron Rodgers. It concerns the Green Bay Packers. This is mind-blowing stuff. So I, I want to just get your your reaction to what you're about to hear. Phone number is 414-799-1250. Just listen closely, and then tell me what you think of Boomer Esaizen on Boomer and Geo earlier today on The Fan in New York doing their radio show. This is apparently how it played out.
6: Boom, the Rodgers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID-related rules. One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non-symptomatic players. He's told Jordan Love to be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first. But Super Bowl week will be set on fire and send Goodell in a frenzy navigating the situation. Is it someone that we should be trusting with their information? I would,
5: yes. So, there you go. So, Gio reads the text from Boomer's phone. And that's what it said. So, according to his source, whoever this may be in his phone, it appears that they think that Aaron Rodgers will essentially take a stand against COVID testing and so forth during that week leading up to the Super Bowl and threaten to boycott and not play next year as well. Do I think that's outrageous? Yes. Do I think uh, there's a possibility that he could pull something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If anybody's going to pull something like that, I could definitely see him being the one to pull something like that. Because what essentially Rodgers would be doing – would be using his popularity to force the NFL to do what he wants. Now remember, Aaron Rodgers last offseason used his star power to push the Packers into a situation and a direction that I don't think the Packers had any intent of wanting to go, which is essentially giving up some power to a player to allow that player to be involved directly with player personnel, and so forth, to the extent of trading for a guy that you cut to bring back to your team because this player pretty much had you right where he wanted you and forced you into doing what he wanted. So in 12's mind, it worked once. Why would it be any different? Do you really think Roger Goodell wants to see Jordan Love against Patrick Mahomes or Jordan Love against somebody else in the Super Bowl? You really think that's what, I want, what what he wants? And then to not only threaten to sit out now, but then to sit out the last year of his contract, essentially. Now, this part I'm not clear on, right? So I think if you essentially hold out, which is essentially what he would be doing, and not play next year, I don't think that year just goes away and you all of a sudden become a free agent if you don't play next year. I'm pretty sure that's how this works. So if he were to sit out and not play, he would still have another year left on his contract, I believe, after next season, if he were to sit out. Like, I don't think it would change anything. Now, would it really screw up the Packers? Absolutely. Because now you're talking about, A, playing Jordan Love in a Super Bowl, which is complete insanity, and B... Jordan Love for a complete another season. And then if Rodgers decides, I want to play again, comes walking back into Green Bay and says, Hey, all right, Jordan Love looked good. I'd like to play again. Trade me. Right? And again, you got him again in a position where you want him. You're going to force their hand. If Jordan Love doesn't play well and Rodgers comes walking back in, Now you're going to have to pay up in order to keep him and move forward extension-wise if that's something you want to do. But again, he's going to be another year older. He won't have the wear and tear on his body necessarily for that year he would sit out next year according to this Boomer Esiason report this morning on the fan in New York. I don't know, man. I mean, it seems crazy to me that a star player would boycott a Super Bowl to prove a point. Seems nuts. But, in the era we live in today, in the times we live in today, it would kind of work. It would kind of fit. That you use your platform to get something done that you want to get done. Because we've seen that with players uh, across all sports in the last couple of years since COVID and everything else that's been going on. You've seen it. To use their platform to get what they want. This year would be a huge, huge deal. We don't know if it's true or not. I tend to side with, I don't buy it because it's really outlandish. But here's a warning for Aaron Rodgers. Here's a nice little warning for you. If you think that you're going to get screwed out of the MVP possibly because of what you did over the summer and because of what you did in the fall with the vaccine or whatever else. If you think that there's more people like Hub Arkish that have votes that are going to hold that against you and not vote for you. I promise you, this will really screw up your chances for the Hall of Fame, especially from the from that aspect of a first ballot Hall of Famer. If you screw up a Super Bowl over your stance, which I can respect your stance, like fine, you could have your your beliefs and what you think should be done, whatever else. I'm not sitting here argue or encounter counter-argue whether or not Aaron Rodgers is right or wrong for what he wants. The point is you are going to make, I don't know if a mockery is the right word, but you're going to screw up the Super Bowl if you're not playing in it and your backup is playing because of your stance. And I don't think that's going to fare very well when people look back at you years later when they're going to vote for you. I think it will 1,000% work against Aaron Rodgers long-term if he were to do something like this? Short term? Sure. I mean, he clearly doesn't... Well, I shouldn't say that because he called uh, Hubbark and bomb. I was going to say, it doesn't appear that he minds criticism. It doesn't appear he minds all the negativity thrown his way as was happening all of last summer and was happening through this whole COVID thing uh, with the vaccine. So it doesn't appear it really bothers him or drives him crazy. So from that aspect, I guess, if you're going to you know, have that platform and boycott a Super Bowl and boycott the next year uh, of the NFL. If none of this stuff bothered you, I can't imagine uh, you're probably going to feel all that much heat uh, in your world anyhow going forward. What do you think of the Boomer and report? That's what I think. I didn't want to hear it until I got on the air. Dan Plucker said, wait till you hear this from him. He's talking about boycotting the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't know what it was for or what his reasoning was of why he boycott the Super Bowl until I literally just played it on the air. So that's that's my initial reaction to what I just heard. What is yours? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan, uh, and we'll hear from Dan Plucker and get his reaction as well straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness.
6: The weekend is here, and you know what that means. There's nothing
1: like this game. It's a special game. Football. It gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships, and I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year 17. And
6: It's a pick-and-save football Friday on 1250 AM. The Fan. Brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries.
5: I, I've got ESPN up in the studio. And their question on ESPN right now is, would you rather have John Morant or Giannis for the next 10 years? I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine the, the nonsense that's being talked there. That shouldn't even be a question. Uh, okay, uh, talking right now uh, about what was said by Boomer Eisen, and Boomer and Geo on uh, the fan uh, in New York. Now, uh, Boomer Eisen essentially... Uh, took his phone uh, and gave it to Jill and pretty much gave it for him to read from uh, what he received on his phone from a source uh, that has apparently a direct connection to Rogers' inner circle. Uh, and this is how it played out on the fan in New York uh, earlier this morning.
6: Boom, the Rogers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID related rules. One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non symptomatic players. He's told Jordan Love to be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first but Super Bowl week will be set on fire and send Goodell in a frenzy navigating the situation. Is it someone that we should be trusting with their information? I would. Yes.
5: All right. So here we are. Um, They're pretty much saying that according to their source, Rodgers is considering boycotting the Super Bowl if they get that far. Now again, they have to get that far, the Packers, Um, and threatening the NFL of not playing in the Super Bowl and then not playing next year. Now, Can I just first say that, A, I I can't imagine this is actually something that he's actually considering. But I've learned never to underestimate Aaron Rodgers when it comes to trying to make a point. So who knows, but I, I would say right now I'm leaning towards no. Now there's one main reason why I'm leaning towards not believing this report. The main reason I don't think this is true, I can't imagine anybody in that locker room ever talking to that dude again if he's not there for the Super Bowl. I can't. I mean, all these guys that are, you know, his "quote unquote" friends in this locker room are all going to be able to hang out with this dude in five years. When you had Jordan Love as our quarterback in the Super Bowl, so you could make a point about COVID testing. Like, we're still going to be friends at that point. Maybe some guys are more forgiving. Maybe some guys are more understanding. Like, I have no no problem whatsoever with you trying to make a point, right? Socially and put heat on the NFL for what you think they should be doing. Fine. Do what you got to do. But to essentially cost your team a Super Bowl, possibly, by picking the biggest game of their lives and walking out on them. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers walking out on the dudes that he has been side-by-side with the entire football season. Like There is not a more selfish act than that. If this were to play out that way, it'd be the most selfish thing you could do as a football player or a baseball player or an NBA player or any any type of player. I mean, even if even if you take this to the youth level, right, and say, okay, we're in the championship game of our tournament, and your best player goes, yeah, I, I'm out, man. I, I got to be in this Madden tournament here in a little bit. I got to go. And then leaves you in your championship game of your tournament to go play Madden or something. Now, I know some of you are probably going, well, how is it any different than a college kid who opts out of playing in a bowl game to get ready you know, for the NFL draft? He essentially is leaving his teammates high and dry in maybe their biggest game of their life. Maybe it's similar. I guess. But Rodgers isn't sitting out to get ready for bigger, better things and a bigger payday and trying to make sure that he's healthy. That's not what this is. This is him trying to prove a point, you know, to everybody that what he believes is correct and what the NFL believes is wrong, uh, and he's going to stand on this table here uh, and tell everybody that he's right and they're wrong and until they change their way, screw you, I'm out, and try to use his star power uh, to get what he wants. Plucker, your thoughts, Dan Plucker, because you're a far more positive human being than I am, your thoughts when you heard this from Boomer and Geo this morning on the fan?
0: Uh, I thought it was hogwash pretty much right away. I mean, there's no way this is going to happen, right? And if and if it did, it's 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 at such a high level of prepos- preposterousness, if that's even a word, that I can't fathom it in my brain because if he would do something like that it would be one of the most outlandish and disrespectful things that you can do towards your organization towards your teammates and that relationship that you've built throughout the course of this season and him saying that improvements have been made across the board all of that gets thrown out the window and talking just a couple weeks ago about you know not giving an f anymore about different things like this is that this would be the complete opposite of his whole mantra and things that he has been saying maybe he said that in jest towards somebody and they took it seriously and this is how it came to be. Well this like, is the thing
5: though I I, mean,
0: I just could not see something like this going
5: I on. understand but th- this is just my thing on it, and people are calling in and we'll get to you here 414-799-1250 414-799-1250 th- this is this is the thing so I, I agree there, I can't see any way this possibly happens but do understand something We've heard Rogers talk on Pat McAfee's show. Like this, this whole COVID vaccine thing is something he is very passionate about. Very passionate. And as he has told you, he's done research, whether it be talking to doctors, Google, however, he's doing his research. He's doing his research. Um, and he's convinced that he, he has it more figured out than everybody else. Fine. Right. That, that's totally fine. So, If he is that passionate about this, which it appears he is, and if he thinks so highly of himself that he thinks he's bigger than the game of football, that without me you don't dare play the Super Bowl, if you think that highly of yourself and you're that much of an egomaniac, that you're going to put that out on front street and challenge Goodell in the NFL to change policies just to get you into the Super Bowl. Whew. That's at a whole different level, folks. A whole different level. I, and I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know for certain what Roger Goodell would do. Because I'm not Roger Goodell. I'll tell you what I'd do if I was Roger Goodell. No chance. You don't want to play in the Super Bowl? Don't play. Then don't play. Our rules are our rules. We've got our team of doctors that we go with who tell us what they think is in the best interest of our league. You're not a doctor. You're not a scientist. You're a football player. So I'm not listening to you. So if you want to call it a career, Aaron, over this, then you can call it a career. You're done. And good luck to the Packers and and uh, your teammates who you just left high and dry in the Super Bowl. There's no way he's going to win. I just don't see how that's possible. Like, if that's his mindset, how does he figure – I mean, you got to be delusional – To think that they're going to change the rule because you think you're bigger than the game and the game can't go on without you. Like, completely delusional. It's one thing to think you're bigger than the organization and then prove that you are, which he did, this last offseason. I mean, he proved it to everybody. Like, I'm the best. I'm the boss. You do what I say. And they pretty much did. So he proved he's bigger than the Packers. Now he's trying to prove that he's bigger than the NFL. Again, if the boomer, Assiasin, and Geo thing on the fan was accurate, we'll play one more time for you, and then we'll get to the calls in case you're just tuning into Sparky's Midday Madness and you're like, what is going on uh, with Aaron Rodgers? Now, again, I'll preface this I don't buy this. I can't believe he would actually do this, but we gotta talk about it because, again, literally on the air, there's video on Twitter. You see Boomer pass his phone over to his co-host, Gio, and Gio read, essentially, the text message uh, that Boomer got from some trusted source of Boomers on the air. Here we go.
6: Boom, the Rodgers saga continues to get crazier and crazier. I've been told by multiple people in Aaron's direct circle that if the Packers make the Super Bowl, he will use the week leading up to the Super Bowl to prove a major point. He will threaten the NFL by saying he won't play in the big game or next season if they don't eliminate some of the COVID-related rules. One big one that upsets him the most is the testing of non-symptomatic players. He's told Jordan Love to be ready. Like you said, he's got to make it first. But Super Bowl week will be set on fire and send Goodell in a frenzy navigating the situation. Is it someone that we should be trusting with their information? I would, yes.
5: So there you go. Boomer and Geo on the fan in New York. Your thoughts, your reaction to this whole thing. Dave, northwest side, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Dave? Oh, man, this is just such malarkey. You know,
4: everybody knows that Aaron Rodgers is a really smart guy. He's been trying to get to the Super Bowl with teams for the last 10 years and hasn't been able to do it. So now he finally gets there after 10 or 11 years of trying since the last Super Bowl. And cement his legacy, and he's going to pull a stunt like this. I'm not buying it. I just, I think this is the dumbest story I've ever heard. And I would be stunned if it was true. It, it just, it's just the most. It's stupid. It's an insult to everybody's intelligence.
5: I I, a thousand percent uh, agree with you. But if if he were to actually do this, I mean. I don't. I, A. I don't think the NFL would listen, and they'd be like, "Then don't play. You don't. We're not changing anything for you, Aaron. You then, then don't play." But the the fallout. I don't even forget the fan base, fan base, Forget that. Just the respect that I think he would lose inside that Packers locker room and across the National Football League. Who's gonna trust this guy to come into their locker room if their team trades for him if he's willing to walk out over something Super Bowl week like? Nobody would ever trust this guy in their locker room ever again. It would almost be like, who, who would want him? Right. Some I don't really think anybody. A team probably would take him, but that's it. Yeah, I, that, that's just it. Thanks for the call. Th- that's the other thing. Like, so not only do you screw the Packers, but then you screw the Packers a second time on any potential trade value you have. Because if I'm in a, in a say I'm the Broncos locker room. At least I know who I got is going to play with me in the Super Bowl. Who knows if this guy's going to come up with something he wants to stand up and and clap about, and he won't show up for us. Like, do I really trust this guy's going to be there when we need him? Like, he would destroy everything. He'd destroy his credibility. He'd destroy everything over trying to make a point. And I get it. Like, I'm not saying don't use your platform to make a point. Like, I'm not one of those guys. All for it. But I am against (laughs) – Leaving your team high and dry in the biggest game of their lives in a game in which none of these dudes know that they'll ever get back, and if you leave to go to another team, who knows if this organization will ever get back to another Super Bowl? There's no guarantee. Like I just, to me, that's why it makes the least amount of sense. Like I just don't think there's any chance he would do this to his teammates. Um, let's go to Barry and Brown Deer. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Barry? Sparky, I
1: love the show, but this—I'm on Aaron's side on this. Um, gosh, I mean, he's right on what he's talking about with this virus going on, and I'm, I'm making a plea to all your listeners to go to a website and, and download Dr. Robert Malone.
4: The guy is the man who he did all the RNA. He invented the RNA messenger virus. He invented it, and he's telling people, "Don't get it. Don't, don't vaccinate your kids." This guy's legit. It's not fake news. It's real. You know, Sparky, I think you listen too much to Channel 4, 6,
5: 12,
4: 58, and all the other stuff. Barry. That feeds do a bunch of crap, man. I Barry.
5: Guys. Yeah. Barry. Yeah. Barry. I, don't yeah. watch, I don't watch any news. I only follow the sports world. So you're <laughs> coming on here yeah, no, and pounding you, your I, chest is... about some doctor is great, Barry. That's fine. I don't care. Goodbye. I, I don't care. This is a sports talk show. I don't really care. That's not what this is about. You want to follow some some guy on the internet or whoever that guy is you're talking about, great, that's fine. Go follow him. I'm sure he's got many of people that follow him, and that's fine. This is not, to me... This is not about whether you agree with Aaron or you disagree with Aaron on his COVID take. That's not what this is about. This is about the notion that Boomer Esiason and Geo put out on the fan that he's willing to boycott and walk away from his team. Now, in Barry's case, Barry's like, yeah, screw your teammates. Screw everybody. Get out there and do what I believe in, too. Okay, fine. That's fine. So, Rodgers has one supporter uh, in Barry that thinks he should go out there and boycott and screw the Packers in the Super Bowl. Uh, And that's fine. But, again, this is, show is not talking one way or other about vaccines or otherwise. That's, we're a sports talk show. I'm not a news talk station. Uh, Ron in Rome, you're next uh, on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Ron?
4: Hi, Sparky. You know, I wouldn't put anything past Aaron, but if he did do that, that would be the dumbest thing he would ever do. He would make Hub Arkish, who looks like a self-righteous fool now, he'd make him look like a righteous prophet who was right all along about Aaron, and I don't think Aaron wants that. The only angle I could see if that this – story was actually put out by Aaron's people is this is a way of like just by doing this little thing, people know that he doesn't isn't happy about the virus testing but then it never goes anywhere and at least he stuck it out there. Like he he does all these little weird things that he obviously must know what he's doing. Like when he said, I watched that show with my folks and then he says, Oh folks means my friends, come on, he knew that everybody would think he, he made up with his parents. Sure. So, I, I, so he's not dumb about that stuff, but he would be really dumb to do this.
5: Yeah, this would be next level. I, I totally agree with you, and that's why I don't think it's true. Thanks for the call. I, I don't. I do not. But if you're going to pick a player in the NFL that would potentially do something this dumb uh, to try and prove a point, I mean, again, if we're picking anybody... Of everybody in the NFL, who's been the most vocal about that topic? It's been him all season. There there, there hasn't been many that rival him. You've had other people that have had their conversations about why they're not getting vaccinated, like her cousins and so forth, fine. It's one and done. Him, not as much. Now, again, he's got a platform on that Pat McAfee show. And as one person pointed out on Twitter, we're going to find out on Tuesday real quick. Because if you're McAfee, you have to bring it up. Right. And I I would assume uh, if you're, you know, the media, Ryan Wood and those guys, I I don't know if you bring it up after the game because it is the last game of the season and so forth or not. Um, But it'll definitely come up on Tuesday, if nothing else. Uh, It's going to come up because I would assume that because it's Boomer it will end up on the CBS pregame show this week. Right, Plucker? Don't you think? Because it's Boomer Esiason with his sores that this will be a talking point on CBS's pregame show. It has
0: to be. I mean, he wouldn't put it out there unless there was intent to talk about it in other areas, too. Correct. So if they have time for it somewhere on during this, yeah, there's going to be a conversation. I would be shocked if there wasn't.
5: It's not going to go away. And furthermore, I just wonder how much this will play into all the nighttime uh, shows as well, like SportsCenter and those type of shows. Uh, going forward. Just amazing. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. But just the thought of it makes you ill. Like, good God, please, 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 please do not do this. All right, coming up next, we'll hear from Matt LePay, the Badgers play-by-play announcer. He joined us on the Wendy's Big Show well, earlier today after the Badgers get a big win last night, and Johnny Davis just continues to prove Uh, to be what I think is going to be player of the year in college basketball. Now, again, got a long way to go. He's got to stay healthy and all that. But right now, he has been on fire. We'll hear from Matt LePay next on Sparky's Midday Madness. But first, let me tell you about my friends over at Q Club of Wisconsin. Now, again, my fine folks over at Q Club of Wisconsin, For years, we've done uh, draft shows there and uh, have had many a meal there, many a beverages there. And no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubOfWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in
6: Waukesha. The weekend is here, and you know what that means.
1: There's nothing like this game. It's a special game. Football. It gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships, and I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year 17. And
6: It's a pick-and-save football Friday on 1250 AM. The Fan. Brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries.
5: It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Check out BetQL's new contest called Giving Props. It's a free-to-play contest that starts coming up this Wednesday, January 12th, and runs through the NFL postseason. You have a chance to win $2,000 each week of the postseason. Go to BetQL.com slash props. That's BetQL.com props to register. BetQL's Giving Props starts this Wednesday, January well, this segment of the uh, Sparky's Midday Matt is brought to you by Jim Dandies uh, on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Cheer on the green and gold this Sunday against Detroit while enjoying free food at halftime, free touchdown shots, and enjoy their award-winning Friday fish fry. Oh, so good. So good. I had the perch a couple weeks ago. Follow them on Facebook. All right, let's hear uh, from our guy Matt LaPay. And we start off, uh, before getting Matt LaPay on, with uh, Leroy Butler joking around about how uh, Gary uh, – running into Matt LePay at the Packer Hall of Fame uh, dinner and uh, calling him Wayne Laravy. Does LePay know the story? <laughs> yeah, I hope he yeah, does. We're going to find out. Did, 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 did you ever I tell LePay
7: don't. the story? We're we about to find don't. out. We can get it uh, back on here. Oh, hey, my god, Matt LaPay is platinum, okay? Now, you you know, you, you're talking about play-by-play. Play. Put all that aside. You got to have the knowledge of the game, anticipation, and humor. For me to say you're platinum. He checks all those boxes.
5: He does check all those boxes. And it proved
7: it that day when Gary walked up to him and said, How you doing, Wayne? Hey, Matt went right along with it. I'm doing fine, Gary. <laughs> what? Yeah.
5: Oh, my God. We we shouldn't probably leave with that, Leroy. You don't want to leave with that story? No. I mean, yeah. with all right. it. Uh, joining us now <laughs> is uh, oh, Matt LePay on the God. Schneider Orange Hotline. <laughs> Matt, thanks for coming on, buddy. Good to be on with you. Uh, okay, uh, we were just telling a story before you came on. And I, I'm wondering if you can recount uh, this. Uh, Leroy, do you want to tell the story? You were there. I hope he forgot it. You were there. I, go I ahead.
8: Wanna, I want to apologize right <laughs>
5: now. Wait, go wait, go ahead. Tell the story. He well, may well, not we'll, even know.
8: We'll let, we'll let Leroy tell it
5: then. Go ahead, Leroy.
7: Well, we were at the uh, Packer Hall of Fame dinner. It uh, <laughs> could have been about 10 Towsher, years ago. Yeah, it was Towsher Towsher and Longwell time. was going in. And we saw you. Which we're a big fan of yours, by not the way? Not one man. of my proudest moments, man. <laughs> Because you, But he's
5: got a lot of these moments. Because so he's don't, an don't alumni of, of Wisconsin. <laughs> one you one know he's problems. supposed to know yeah. who you
7: are. And as I was talking about, you're just a platinum voice and knowledge. And he walks up to you. Hey, Wayne, how's it going? And you shook his hand. He <laughs> was very professional. Hey, Gary, how's it going, buddy? I'm turning purple laughing. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I said, I love Matt LePay. I do that all the time. <laughs> I
7: tell people I'm Wayne Larrabee all the time. It works. <laughs> Well, we're glad to have you on. We really no, do. Not,
8: and you know what? And and his wife didn't miss a beat. Oh, she was platinum too. She was like, I get it. Oh, absolutely. I get it. She's awesome. Yeah. Didn't miss a beat. Too many too bourbons, uh, Wayne. Beforehand, can so. I ask the first question? Yeah, sis. sure.
7: Yeah, I, Matt, I've been wanting to get you on for a while because there's a lot say going. Wayne? Yeah, go ahead. It's a lot going on with Wisconsin basketball as well. Because I never thought when a guy scored thirty-seven points, I'm thinking that's with Kentucky. I'm thinking that's with North Carolina a Duke, not basically with the Badgers. Is this something moving forward? You'll see that a one-off. Uh,
1: no, I think uh, I think with this guy this year, I'm guessing that's not the last time we're going to see a, a, a scoring output in the 30s. They've actually they've had some of these. Uh, Jordan Taylor when he was here, Devin mm-hmm. Harris who played a lot of years in the NBA um uh, Kaminsky when he was here I, I I get what you're saying it doesn't happen all that often but mm-hmm. you know I think the bigger thing right now Leroy is that this team this team is scoring in the 80s again it, it did a, it a couple point. of weeks ago uh it did again last night but uh Johnny Davis is I mean this isn't breaking news this dude's special and he can get what he wants when he wants how he wants he's just on one of these roles right now um I tell people here, you better enjoy him because uh, guys like him specifically, uh, they don't come around all that often. So when you get somebody like that, you, you better embrace him and, and enjoy him while he's here.
5: Jeff Goodman, who was uh, obviously with ESPN for a long time and has been around, uh, tweeted out last night during the game that he thought he had a chance uh, to be National Player of the Year. And then oh boy. I did a little survey of different people uh, around college basketball this morning, and by all standards, uh, he is the front runner right now for National Player of the Year, and I was talking with uh, Gary Ellerson about this uh, earlier this morning before we came on the air, um, and I want to see get your thoughts on this. You know, it, it reminds me a little bit of uh, the Marquette situation when they had Wade, where you know Wade comes in and you can see he's going to be a star, and the talent that they had mm-hmm. surrounding him. You know, it was I believe Novak and Diener were freshmen. They get Rob Jackson uh, from Georgia in a transfer to come back home to Milwaukee. Um, and they get on that magical run, uh, obviously that year to the final four. Uh, do you see a comparison between that, that, that team there with that superstar, that lottery pick, which it looks like uh, Davis is going to be the same. Uh, and this Badger team right now is they're off to a really good in conference play.
1: Yeah, I think potentially, I, you know, it's still early January here. So let's see how, how things unfold. But I, you know, I like the mix on this team. I, I don't know if it's, apples to apples with that Marquette team that, that went to the Final Four. But mm-hmm. they do a lot of things that, that has made Wisconsin good for a long time, those non-sexy things. They defend most of the time. They defend pretty well. Not always, but most of the time they do. They don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make their free throws when they need to make their free throws. They do all of those kind of things. But when you have that, that special talent, um, you know, what Wade did for Marquette, what Johnny is doing for Wisconsin. I think in that regard, there are some similarities, but you know, I think the thing right now, Sparky, that makes Johnny so impressive is that he wasn't on any, you know, a preseason all American, right. list. He wasn't mm-hmm. a, you know, preseason watch list for this, that, or the other. He's truly earned his way into the conversation right now, but you know, I, I like the mix on this team. I guess I'm, I'm tapping the brakes before I make that strong comparison to a team that could, that could get to the Final Four. But I do know right now they're, they're a heck of a lot of fun to watch.
8: Matt, I would, I would agree with you on that. If you look at the team last year, are you a little bit surprised, though, how well they've done, especially after last night?
1: Yeah, I am. I'd be lying if I said anything else. When when people would ask before the season what I thought, my answer was I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't because you know I think those of us around the program, you know, we knew that Johnny was pretty good. Now this good, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. But we knew he was he was a talented player. He, we saw flashes of it last year, but that was such a senior dominated team. Uh, you know, the roster turnover was so significant. Uh, you know, even guy the returning guys, the overwhelming majority didn't play much at all last year. So there was a great unknown to this team. But what I saw with these guys, Gary, even in you know watching them over the summer in, in some workouts, there was such a, a hunger because they knew there were so many minutes to be earned. Whatever drama happened last year with some of the guys and, and with with Greg Gard and all that, whatever may have been there. If you walked into a workout this summer, you would have no idea of any of that because this was a group of guys who just they wanted to play and they knew there were minutes to be had. So, um, this good? No, but I guess I wasn't ready to say they were going to be a bad team either. I know what some of the preseason predictions were for this team, and I get all of that, but I think it's just more there was more of an unknown with this team than anything else. But now people are, are starting to learn about
7: them and, and they have to like what they're seeing. Uh, Steve, give our distinguished guests a reset, please.
5: Talking with Matt LaPay, voice of the Wisconsin Badgers. Follow him on Twitter at Matt LaPay. He joins us here on the Wendy's Big Show. Matt, I will always want to ask you this. Being an Ohio State,
7: uh, well, from Ohio, calling Badger games, if you have to call an Ohio State Badger game, how did that work? I mean, I know you're a professional guy, but – was it weird it's at a first? Badger through and through. Yeah. I, I
8: uh, you. you know what? Lori? It,
1: it was weird at first. I won't <laughs> lie, but it's it's at the point now where uh, they're uh, they're my favorite team. I like to see Wisconsin beat. Um, and it's been a while since that happened in football. I get it. Yep. Uh we, we they they had that you know magical game in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they beat them in basketball, those are those are enjoyable for me. But, yeah, I mean, I grew up the first 26 years of my life I was in Ohio, and, you know, I am an Ohio State graduate. I, I couldn't get into Wisconsin, probably, that, you know, truth be told. Yeah, so,
7: neither can Wisconsin, I, Matt, State, so don't worry about it. It's they'll take good.
1: it. Yeah, they they still had a pulse and a checking account, and so they took me <laughs> at Ohio State, so that was good. But yeah, that's the team I most want to see Wisconsin beat, and I, I mean that, I mean that sincerely, but it was you know, the first time, especially going back to Columbus, the first time I called a couple games there. It was a little bit weird, but but I got over that a long time ago.
5: Uh, you know, Matt, I want to ask you something we were just talking about uh, earlier before you came on. Uh, as far as, you know, the college football national championship game, Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, is it good for college football? That led into us having a conversation about, you know, expanding the college uh, football playoff maybe to – uh, eight teams that's been discussed and so forth. And then I brought up in the NCAA tournament, yeah, you'll have a Cinderella team that makes that run. Uh, but I don't know anybody that really wants to see them win the whole thing. You still want to see your heavyweights or a couple of your heavyweights still there in the final four with a chance to win. I asked Gary Leroy, did they think an eight seed could essentially win a national championship in college football if there were a playoff? Uh, Leroy says always possible. Gary, not as sold on it. I'm not as sold on it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm not as sold in the short term. I think if they do it and maybe recruiting could be balanced a little bit more, it's never going to be truly balanced, but it could be a little bit more in that direction where it's possible. But I think the overwhelming majority of the time you know, we might see that upset in the early round uh, of a playoff, but in the end you're going to see the Blue Bloods primarily, you know, pretty much like you see in college basketball. Yep. You do get, you know, a Butler plays in the title hey. game. You know, you see a George Mason, a VCU get in a Final Four. You could see that. But I, I do think, ultimately, I mean, if you win eight teams this year, I'm pretty sure you'd have Georgia and Alabama as the last two standing. But over the course of time, I think the possibility, it goes from a pipe dream to something a, a little bit better than that. But it, it would take... I think we're a few years away from actually seeing that happen. Assuming that next year, or the year after, or whenever this thing gets expanded, um, I, I'm still trying to get over that because you know I grew up. I and mean, I'd love to hear Leroy and, and Gary's thoughts on this. Uh, you know, I grew up when the Rose Bowl was the thing. Yeah. Right? That was the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yep, yep. And now it's like when it's not in the in the playoff circulation, it's a consolation prize. You know, and, and I got to get over that. It's changed but it's still it's a little bit weird for those of us of a certain age who remember the bull system and we just know it's you know it's changing now and it's inevitable it's going to change even more with the with the playoff expanding.
8: Yeah, I would agree with you. I want that to go away if we can. And I think if we do a playoff system, then the Rose Bowl get, well, and a lot of these bowls, Fiesta, Sugar, Cotton Bowl, those used to be all big bowls but a long time ago. And maybe we can get those back into contention as far as playoffs. I want to ask you real quick, though, about – uh, the Badger football team, and Paul Chris. I mean, it, it feels like our football program right now, Matt, is offensively feels like it's a little bit more one-dimensional, I, I guess, than I would like, a little bit more run-heavy. I, I would love to see if they could try to spread it out a little bit. I mean, I, I watched that game uh, when they were at Minnesota, and Minnesota just said, hey, you're not going to run the football on us. You're going to have to try to throw it to beat us. And they put a lot of pressure on merch to do that. Offensively, have we regressed just a little bit offensively?
1: Yeah, it's it's. I think you could say it's been spinning its wheels a, a little bit. Um, you know, regressed. You know, I guess it's a matter of how you want to put it. But they didn't. They weren't as good as they thought that they would be offensively. You know, they they ended up being able to run the ball. Everybody now knows who Braylon Allen is. The mm-hmm. offensive line got better as the season went along. But they they have to try to find a way to to throw it when they need to. Is I mean you you, you know Paul his his definition of balance doesn't always mean two fifty running <laughs> two fifty passing. It means right. it means that when you need to throw it you can. Right. And you mentioned the Minnesota game and they had a great plan. They said but if we're going to get beat, it's going to be Graham Mertz the passing game beating us. And and, and we saw that 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 didn't happen. Um, I still think that Graham checks the boxes. You know, I think he's got the talent, the physical tools. It's a matter of, you know, just being more consistent. I I do think moving forward, you know, barring the unforeseen and the transfer era that we're in, um, they've got Marcus Allen, this freshman receiver, who we saw a little bit in the bowl game. Skyler Bell from the Bronx saw him flash a little bit in the bowl game. I think they've got some really good young talent in the receiving core, and and maybe it's just a case where like we all want that guy to be great right away, and maybe it just takes somebody a little bit longer to develop, and maybe with Graham, next year is the year where things really start to fall in place for him, and they can become a more consistent team throwing the ball, because, I mean, you guys remember – When Paul was a coordinator, you know, in the Mm 2010-11 season, Scotty Tolzien was the quarterback Mm -hmm. They're scoring 40-plus a game. Russell Wilson the next year, low to mid-40s per game. So there is – it's there. It's in them. It's in certainly Paul's portfolio to do it. It's just a matter of trying to unlock that mystery of just trying to get this passing game to be more consistent. Because if that happens, I mean, as good as Braylon Allen and this running game was, turned out to be this year – Can you imagine how much how much more dangerous this offense will be? And you figure the defense, even with graduation losses Mm -hmm. and guys going to the league, that they just have a knack of figuring it out on the defensive side. If they can get this thing going on the offensive side, then you've got a team that you know was nine and four this year. Who knows how good it could be moving forward? No,
8: I would agree. Got about two minutes left here, Uh, Matt. I gotta hit Joe Rudolph real quick. I think we're going to miss him. I mean, a, a lot of people may not think that's the case, but Joe's been with us for a long time, player and coach. Um, how do they replace Joe?
1: Well, I agree with you. First off, I think they're going to miss him. His coaching ability, his recruiting ability, he's a, he's a pure Wisconsin badger. Uh, I don't know for sure if this is the route they're going to go, Gary, but there is an in-house option in Bob Bostad, who was the offensive line coach in those years I was referring to, 2010, 2011. Under Brad Bielema. Uh there's a, a really good history with him coaching the offensive line, so that is certainly a viable option with him. Um, but if that happens, I don't know what they do with the line, the inside linebacker position. But if that's a route they choose to go with, it's right there, and there's a proven, you know, a, a proven terrific coach in the offensive line. But again, I, I'm with you. I, I love Rudy. Wish him all the best. I think Virginia Tech's getting a hell of a coach there and a really good guy and a, and a good family. But as he said, maybe it's best for both.
5: There he is, Matt LePay from earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. If you missed it, hit rewind on your Odyssey app or simply go to Big Show Network, bigshownetwork.com. Up next, we'll talk to Rami Makloff and look ahead to the Rami Show here on The Fan.
6: The weekend is here, and you
5: know what that
1: means. There's nothing like this game. It's a special game. Football. It gives you so many lifelong memories and friendships, and I'm so thankful to still be playing and still be playing at a high level in year 17. And
6: It's a pick-and-save football Friday on 1250 AM. The Fan, brought to you by your local pick-and-save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries.
5: Welcome to Midday Madness. Hey, Young Express. We talk about so much. It's continuing to grow, a company that has been in business for over thirty years. Young Express. They're looking for company straight truck drivers right now. Requirements: minimum one year, continuous straight truck driving experience, familiarity with the DOT regulations, and clean background and driving record. What well, you can expect: forty to fifty-five hours per week, Monday through Friday. Ninety-nine percent no touch freight. All dock to dock, no home deliveries, health insurance, 401k with company match, and a Christmas bonus. No truck jumping. You get a new truck every four years. Love that. Personal days and vacation days. Apply online. If you want to be a company straight truck driver for Young Express by simply going to YoungExpress.com. That's J U N G Express.com. Young Express success drives them rami mackaloff joins us now as we get ready for his show mm-hmm. coming up mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. yes rami Makloff. why'd you break the station's twitter um what'd you do well what i did was this what did you do i uh, last night was, we
3: have no twitter now we have no twitter we have no twitter no twitter none gone no twitter
5: whatsoever it's gone what did you do it's completely gone why why would you do this because i i don't like social media um, no, uh, it wasn't It's done. essential to what we do yeah, I, here at the station. I know. I feel horrible. And you blew it up. Uh, I feel horrible. I apologize. Uh, but what happened was last night, um, at home watching the Badger game, uh-huh. uh, on my phone, like always, on uh-huh. Twitter or whatever else. Yeah,
3: because you um, hate it so much. Right. And, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, right, and right. I was
5: bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was bored, and I was looking at the profile that we have for for twelve fifty. Uh-huh. Look at it. I'm like, oh, they have birth date. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. cool. I said we just celebrated our 17th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that'd be cool to have the year that it started for people that aren't familiar with twelve fifty. Yeah. You'll see what yeah, the really station cool. started. Sure. So I put January first, two thousand five. Yeah. Save.
3: Uh-huh.
5: Uh huh. Yeah, you got locked out because you're under 18. <laughs> Because you're under 18. Over
3: 13, under 18. <laughs> I didn't know that was the reason that we were under 18. Neither did I.
5: Wow. Oh, my God. So, because you're under 18 on Twitter, you got lo- I got locked <laughs> out. So, I was like, oh, my God. What did I just do? So, I'm like backspacing. I Backspacing doesn't do anything. Oh, my God. So, I essentially blew up the 1250 oh Twitter account God, by putting dude. in that we were wow. born as a station on January 1st of 2005. Wow. That essentially blew up the Twitter. Account. Wow, that's amazing. So then the Twitter account's not associated to me, <sighs> it's associated to somebody else within the company. So then I oh, had to that's
3: so good. tell
5: corporate that I screwed up our account and if you could help, uh, to which I've been not responded to all day. Wow. So when we get the Twitter account back or if we have to start over with a new Twitter account, I have no idea. We, but no, I we
3: don't have to start over, feel do we?
5: Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get any other texts besides mine?
3: No. Any other panic text besides mine? Of
5: what the hell is going on here? Is
3: my no. mic too hot? You were the only you.
5: You the only one that texted me and Mitch. Both. I literally thinking I woke, what we were going to like go off the air. Or I thought something. We, I, Yeah, dude. You, of course, you're paranoid. You had that from Cliff when he was here.
3: No, that's that's a natural reaction. My God, I woke up this morning. Okay, one of the, okay, one of the first things I do when I'm show prepping, I have tweet. Debt. Don't you
5: think you, I would tell you if we were going off the air? Well, that's what I was. Let me just tell Come you. Come on, let man. Let me just tell you. Oh, my, we've
3: been friends. Let me just tell you my experience of this, and then. And and then and then oh, we can I guess discuss. you were a part of this somewhere <laughs> okay. else. All right. But they didn't go off the air. <laughs> no. Well, kind of. OK, but not really. So I wake up this morning. I have tweet deck. I use tweet deck. You know what tweet deck is. Right? I don't use it. But yes. OK. So what it is for those who don't know, real simple. You can like if you have multiple Twitter accounts, you can have them all in front of you at once they have like different they have you have a column for every station or every sure. every account that you so i have an account for me i have an account for the fan and i have account for uh, the score down in chicago and i have them I, I just have them all up in my tweet deck at at all times so i wake up this morning and i i open tweet deck because i start my show prep because i like to see what the chatter of the morning is on the station and and in milwaukee sports you know what i mean and it's just not there it's just not there's just no 1250 account on my there's no column there on my on my tweet deck. So I was like, what the and but this has happened before. Like if you change the password for our Twitter account, then it disappears from my tweet deck until I get the new password correct and log in. Sure. You know what I mean? So then so I was like, okay, they must have just changed the password. I'll just get the new password when I go in today. And so then I go to just regular Twitter and I search 1258 on the fan so I could go and see what's going on. And it says this account doesn't exist. Your boy got rid of it. <laughs> I was like, uh, What? That's why I was like, What? And so uh, I started thinking, yeah, back to, you know, a couple of years ago right. almost where I got laid off. But I also started thinking Score about north. Yeah, I also started thinking about um, a story that Howard Stern tells. Often of the station
5: messing up your life again, the
3: station that he worked at in Detroit. He went to Detroit to work for a rock station. And Mm -hmm. a few months after that's the one in private parts, the movie. yeah, Yeah. A few months after he started working there, literally in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, this was back when they played records, two vans pull up outside the station. They take they take a bunch of country records out of one van, they bring them in the building, they take all the rock records out, they put them in the other van and they drive away and it's a country station. Like like that. Like it it literally happened. it's a lot easier to change back then. (laughs) It literally happened that fast that they flipped the format. And so I was like, what I was like, did are we are we? Are we done at the station? Do I no. not have a job? Not even close. So I no. text you. Uh-uh. You don't answer for like a half hour. I, te- I was on the radio. I text our boss, and he, he gets back to me. He thinks he's a funny guy. He says, oh, you didn't get the email? And I was like,
5: what? So I could start going through all yeah. my emails. Way to go. Because then he's blowing up my phone. People on the staff think we're no longer a station. You have to send out an email about how you screwed up the Twitter account. I was like, I okay. fi- is this how I'm about to find out? He knew about it. Right. I, I, so I, 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 last night after I screwed it up at like 9, yeah. 30, 10 o'clock at night, I emailed uh, him, our boss. Uh, the person in charge of our social media locally I, I emailed her, uh, and then I copied on the email Bart, because in the morning he's gonna be the first yeah. one to address this. Yeah. So he knew and he you didn't, didn't think freak, to include me. So he didn't. You would have come in the afternoon. I thought this would have been fixed before I got in here. <laughs> It's three o'clock in the afternoon because you just never Still know, man. Not fixed. Radio stations get sold. You
3: know, you never know what you never know what happens. It's a crazy, oh, it's man. a crazy business, dude. I was like, this is how I'm finding out. We almost had a viral moment of like, this is how I found out I lost my job. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> That would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely do not lose your job, no. Okay, good. No, so no. there is we're a Robbie good. show. We're good. There is a Robbie show coming up. All right, we're good. good. Cool. I don't know about cool, Monday, cool, cool. but we're good for right now. Cool. Hey, right. uh, <laughs> this segment is sponsored by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Watch the Green Bay game Sunday at Tally's with drink specials and prizes. Check their Facebook page for details. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. What do you got on your show? Coming up on the show today, Sparky, it's uh, Packers and Lions. mm is there anything?
3: Can we find out anything? Can we learn anything on Sunday when the Packers take on the Lions? That's what I want to talk about at the start. Ari Spears of Mad TV, who will be at the Improv next weekend. He'll be here at 3.30. Ryan Horvath, BetMGM Tonight, 3.45. 4 o'clock. Sparky, I'd like your thoughts on this. You're a fan. You're a fan. You're a fan amongst fans. Thank you. You have the heart of a fan. You sure. know what I mean? Y- yesterday, I was on with Bart, and it's not the first time he's said this to me. And I hear this a lot from Packers fans. I don't care what happens this offseason if they win the Super Bowl. You really mean do you? Do you a? Do you think that? And b? Do you really mean it? Do you really know what you're saying? Do you understand what it is that you're saying when no. you say that?
5: No, I didn't say that. Okay. All right. No, he said that. Bart has said that many no. times. No, I'm, I'm no. Um, no, I, I definitely care what happens this offseason. Okay. I mean, it's it's definitely you know if you go away from Rodgers, which means you're going away from Devontae Adams as well. One would imagine. Um, then the rebuild is on uh, at that point, and it's probably going to take a couple of years to get back to being competitive again. Do I think it's going to be you know 10 years before they get back to 500 or 11 years like it was for the Brewers? No. Do I think there's going to be a 26-year playoff drought? No. Um, there's too many smart people in place uh, in that front office and that coaching staff for that to occur, so I don't I don't buy that at all. I, I don't think this is a hodgepodge run organization like Chicago Um or Detroit has been for a number of years. Uh, so no, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about that. Now, may they never get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. They might not. They may never get back to a Super Bowl. They may just be a team that gets to the playoffs every couple of years and shows up and gets beaten, and then maybe it's another couple of years before they get back again. But I don't think there'll be some, you know, downtrodden franchise sitting at the bottom of the division for 20 years after this. Like okay. I don't I, I think some people think that's gonna happen. Like I, I think some people are convinced that when Rodgers is done, like it's going to be horrible for like 20 years. And I, I just I just don't think that's possible.
3: We'll talk about it at 4 o'clock. Ryan Wooder, Green Bay Football Insider, at 445. Pick a lane at 5. And uh, Dan Plucker says we should play A.J. Dillon in the last hour of the show. Yeah, Dillon was fun. So maybe we'll play A.J. Dillon. Yeah, we just
5: played Matt LaPay. He was good today. And then mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon uh, as well on today. Green to go postgame show. Gary Ellerson and myself coming up on Sunday after Packers and Lions. When are we getting our Presented Twitter to back? By Lakeland Man. University Studios. Uh, it's out of my hands. It's in corporate. Sands, I can't... Why can't, you gotta can't. go and mess with stuff, dude? Yeah, Why? I'm wait, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't do it on purpose? Why would I want to take down the Twitter account on purpose? How stupid is that? Well, yeah, I know. No. No, I know you didn't do it on purpose. Why you gotta mess with stuff? Because I, I thought... I didn't think it would shut me down by putting January 1st of 2005 for the birth date. I didn't think Twitter would shut us down for that. I really didn't. Didn't see it coming. I love that. It's
3: because you're under
5: 18. Right? <laughs> so next year... We would have been, no, we would not have been shut down. Had this been 2023 when we did this, I would not have been shut down. Like, I would not have been locked the whole deal. But because I did it on a radio station account, I got booted and so did the station. Unbelievable. That'll do it for Sparky's Midday Matters. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday after Packers Lions. Have a good one. Toodles.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.